Welcome to Faith and Science. I'm Dr. John Ashton. I'm sure most of us have seen the um, sort of cartoon or illustration of human evolution from apes, where there will be a, a picture of a um, uh, an ape-like uh, sort of uh, animal and uh, that's sort of crouching down, and then gradually this animal stands up, becomes more erect, and it loses hair, there's less and less hair, and, and slowly more human features are drawn in this series of, of cartoons, and uh, eventually you have an upright uh, human uh, man sort of with a very good physique standing there. And this um, is meant to illustrate the um, gradual evolution of uh, humans. Uh, and of course, this directly contradicts the biblical account where God um, you know, revealed to, to Moses the origin and we know uh, that two the human generations passed down, uh, would have passed down the, uh, the record of um, Adam and Eve, the first humans um, that God created. And we know that the, the Bible gives an account of creation, that the, the world um, and life on it was uh, created in, in six literal days. And on the sixth day, humans were created. And before then, of course, there were the plants and animals. And this makes a, a whole lot of sense in many ways because we understand now from our study of biology that so much of our environment is interdependent, um, that there are all sorts of biological cycles that are involved, that involve plants, animals, insects, all these sort of things. Um, they all play a role in, in providing a, a living system uh, together. And also the, the concept that humans were made, as God took, as the Bible reveals, in the image of God. We have a mind where we can discern and understand nature. Um, the evidence that we have is that the, the, you know, the animals, the insects, the flowers and these sort of things, they're, they're not so much aware that they're alive. They can't do research and understand nature. So they, they can hunt for food. They can hunt to or they can move around to find a, a mate and reproduce and so forth. But these are basic operations. Whereas the human mind is such that we uh, can understand the workings of, of nature. We, we can learn as well about nature. And so... Obviously, you know, science has evolved and look at the technology that we we have now is um, where we have made huge advances in medicine, in, um, in developing uh, medicines and uh, surgical procedures that can save life, interventions where we can do heart bypasses and, and so forth. We can do particular organ transplants of kidneys and so forth and save lives. And we've developed massive amount of uh, technology, the, you know, the mobile phone, the computer systems that we have now that can store vast amount of information, the communication systems that we have, uh, the development of all different types of, of technology. 
And all this is through the study, uh, all this is developed through the mind, the ability to create. And of course, we, we understand so much more about nature too, and we can, we can do research. We've built telescopes, radio telescopes to, to study the universe about us. And so this is something that where our minds have, um, uh, are really have unique features, the human mind. We can be very creative, the amazing works of art as well, and, uh, and, the, and language. We can communicate in language and, and write in language. Um, and uh, the, so the, the human brain is, is quite distinct in its ability, and although people have done you know different experiments with apes and uh, chimpanzee and so forth to try and teach them things, and we can teach dogs and and whales and so forth um, certain behaviour patterns. Um, often, you know, a bribe with food or some sort of reward system. Uh, again, these other animals, um, you know, can't in in in. In, invent things to the same degree, anywhere near the degree that human can, that the human brain can. And of course, evolutionists who uh, have tried to uh, um, uh, particularly promote the, the theory as an alternative to creation, in so many areas, as I've talked about in the past, we have major, major problems major problems, you know, the genetic code, the DNA code to, um, is so complex, the language involved to arise by, you know, chance chemical mutations we know is absolutely impossible. There are major problems everywhere. And yet we continue to teach the theory of evolution rather than creation, Um, And yet the story of creation makes so much sense. God creating humans with superior brains um, and this ability to to be like God. And, of course, God is described as as a loving person. And, And humans have this capacity to love. The Bible also, of course, talks about evil, a rebellion that occurred. And um, in heaven, with uh, a heavenly being, uh, Lucifer, uh, which is also who's also known as Satan, sort of rebelling, and hence the problem of evil. And so much of this, uh, the Bible account in in these terms makes sense, as opposed to an evolutionary explanation. But yet. This, the theory of evolution continues to be taught in our schools. It continues to be taught that we evolve from uh, monkeys, uh, well, some uh, ape-like uh, ancestor in the past. And uh, I think it was uh, May 7, um, 2021, in the prestigious journal Science, which is one of the top uh, research uh, journals in the world, science and nature are probably the two um, uh, leading science journals in terms of publishing frontier work. There was a very interesting paper published and it was called um, Fossil Apes and Human Evolution. Now this uh, paper um, really has... Um, provided some really valuable insights into the evidence for human evolution. Now, about 11 years earlier, 
just over 11 years earlier, in February 2010. The Israeli Education Minister Chief Scientist, Dr Gabriel Avital, sparked a furor among local university academics when the newspaper Haaretz, um, that's a Jewish newspaper, reported uh, him encouraging students to critically examine evolutionary teaching imposed on him. Um, Dr uh, Avital, um, and so remember, he was the chief scientist in the Israeli education ministry. He's quoted as saying, if textbooks take, state explicitly that human beings' origins are to be found with monkeys, I would want students to pursue and grapple with other opinions. There are many people who don't believe the evolutionary account is correct. And, of course, I'm one of them. There are many leading scientists. And, of course, this isn't getting through to students. Now, it's interesting. In an earlier interview, Dr. Avital also expressed another scientific field that is problematic is biology or the life uh, sciences. And when your doctrine is based on Darwin's theory of evolution and its implications, you are standing on unreliable foundations. Now, of course, that making those statements when he was interviewed caused such a furor at the time that he was sacked. Dr. Avital was sacked. And we can see, and, and I think this should ring alarm bells uh, for people listening to see that there's massive censorship within our education system. So you have a leading scientist... Uh, Dr. Ava, um, Gabriel Avital, who was selected for that position because of um, his brilliant scientific work and obviously a brilliant mind, and he recognised the major problems, but then as soon as he speaks out about it, he is then forced to uh, resign. And, and there's a oh, certain scientist... Um, uh, spoke up and, and sort of said, you know, such statements should never be made. We can't have a, a scientist like that, um, you know, in such a position our education department will make us a, a laughing stock. all these sort of statements. And so, of course, he, he was forced to uh, resign. And But this should ring alarm bells. This is censorship. This isn't based, this isn't teaching science based on scientific research. This is teaching science based on a religious view. It's teaching science based on the religious view that there is no God. It's a view of faith. It's a faith view that there is no God in front of the overwhelming evidence that we have that evolution is impossible and that there is a creator God. Now, as I was uh, talking about earlier, it's very interesting, this paper that was published in the journal Science in May 2021 uh, with scientists that uh, the, the authors and the lead author um, from the Division of Anthropology in the American Museum of Natural History in New York and uh, they also work and other researchers work at the New York Consortium in Evolutionary Primatology at the American Museum of Natural History and uh, other researchers are from the Department of Anatomy, the New York Institute of Technology. And so 
there was quite a lot of work uh, in this, uh, you know, really uh, top scientists uh, put out this paper and they were looking at the fossils that are found about fossil apes. Essentially, what uh, their paper said was that we find, you know, a whole lot of uh, fossils. Um, There's been, you know, essentially over the past 150 years, there's been more or less a a spate of so-called continuous discoveries about human origin remains. And the problem is that when, you know, they've found a huge number of fossils, but the problem is that they're not finding so much an articulated skeleton. They're find, you know, not finding a skeleton all joined together. They're finding little bits of, of you know, of a skull, little bit of a finger, or you know, a hand, or you know, an arm or a leg, or, or uh, you know, a backbone. They find little bits and pieces, and of course, of these different um, uh, s- uh, skeletons. And the major problem is that I think when people or when you know um, paleontologists find these particular bones they're very keen to find human fossil remains as opposed to ape fossil remains because that's not going to earn so much uh, you know a startling uh, find and newspaper reports and publicity and this sort of thing if you just you know find some remains of a of a gorilla or a you know, a baboon or, um, you know, some other uh, sort of uh, type of ape. Uh, but if it's something that you can associate with the evolution of human beings, well, this is really going to draw attention. And, of course, all the time they've been trying to put together uh, a picture of the evolu- of human evolution. And, of course, uh, you know, the claims are that human evolution began you know, about six million years ago and so forth, or or this begin to, you know, change from this ape-like creature um, and the apes separated uh, about then. But it's interesting that um, when you consider the large number of fossils attributed to the human lineage, there's a striking absence of such fossils for the great ape, African ape lineages. And it's surprising and it raises an obvious suspicion. And this is something that one of the reviewers, um, uh, Gunter Benchley, um, in writing in uh, evolutionnews.org, so that's quite an interesting website. People might be interested to go to. It's evolutionnews, all one word, .org. And um, Gunter Benchley who is a uh, German-trained um, uh, paleontologist. He um, works at the, um, uh, the State Museum of Natural History in Stuttgart, Germany. Um, and so he's... Um, and he served as a curator of... Uh, uh, in one of the sections of paleontology at the, uh, the State Museum of Natural History... And he has his doctorate in geosciences from the Eckhard Karls University in Tübingen, Germany. And so he, he writes that could it be that the larger number of fossils that are, that are attributed to the human uh, lineage 
um, is uh, because of the greater fame associated with the discovery of human fossils. And so the authors of the paper published in Science, so as I said, Gunter Beachley, that's his comments um, in a, an article on Evolution News. And it's interesting that the article published in uh, Science, those authors also realised the conflicting evidence in the data and the biased approaches of the scientists studying this evidence. And, and they point out that this, the major problem is that the fragmentary fossil record um, is, is just very confusing. There's no set pattern to it. And it's what I think is very revealing is that a press release from the American Museum of Natural History published in 2021, just after the, the May 7 uh, science um, article was published uh, on May 7, they uh, summarised the, this major review of the fossil evidence that was done. And this is what they say. Most human origin stories are not compatible with known fossils. The number of species in the human family tree has exploded, but so has the level of dispute concerning early human evolution. However, many of these fossils show mosaic combinations of features that do not match expectations for ancient representatives of the modern ape and human lineages. As a consequence, there is no scientific consensus on the evolutionary role played by these fossil apes. Overall, the researchers found that most stories of human origins are not compatible with the fossils that we have today. I think I'll, I'll read that again. This is mind-blowing. This is essentially what this article in, published in Science on the 7th of May uh, 2021 titled Fossil Apes and Human Evolution is essentially saying that when we look at the fossil evidence, which is the only evidence that we have for, for human evolution, it doesn't fit the stories that are being presented in the textbooks that are being taught to our students. That's the bottom line. Let me read it again, the official press release from the American Museum of Natural History in 2021. This is what it says. Most human origin stories are not compatible with known fossils. Now, that's very straightforward, isn't it? I'll read it again. Most human origin stories are not compatible with known fossils. They go on a bit later. The number of species in the human family tree is exploded, but so has the level of dispute concerning human evolution. And then they go on a bit further. However, many of these fossils show mosaic combinations of features that do not match expectations for ancient representatives of the modern ape and human lineages. As a consequence, there is no scientific consensus on the evolutionary role played by these fossil apes. Let me read that again. 
As a consequence, there is no scientific consensus on the evolutionary role played by these fossil apes. And that's, that's a very, very important point to bring out. And they go on a bit further. Overall, the researchers found that most stories of human origins are not compatible with the fossils that we have today. And so to build a case for human evolution on the basis of fossils doesn't work. And I think this uh, points out that we, the Bible account is a realistic account. It fits the evidence. We just now have more evidence that the evolutionary account for humans is not supported by the fossil record. But how long is it going to take for this to get into schools? How long is it going to be um, you know, before the textbooks start teaching this to our children? My intuition is that it, it won't happen. They'll keep teaching that. Because the other alternative, of course, is God created us. We were made in the image of God. And that's why this message um, is... Um, um, is so important to get out. And I hope that folk that are listening to this can put links to this program, that can put links to evolutionnews.org and so forth up on their social media pages themselves, on their own Facebook or Twitter, and get the message out. Get the message out that the evidence to substantiate the Evolution is seriously lacking. And I'll read out um, some of the, um, uh, uh, the references um, so that uh, people, for example, S. Um, uh, S. Amalicia, um, A.S. Hammond, N.E. Thompson, K.D. Pugh, S. Uh, Moya Sola, and D.M. Alba. They're the names of the editors. Um, 2021, Fossil Apes and Human Evolution. Science, um, volume 372. And um, as I said, that was published on the 7th of May. Uh, There's another report. um, uh, The American Museum of Natural History publication, 2021 review. Uh, It's titled... Uh, American Museum of Natural History 2021 Review, Most Human Origin Stories Are Not Compatible with Known Fossils. That was published in um, Physics Org, May 6, 2021. And then there's a, um, in Evolution News, October 23, 2017, uh, Gunter Bentley Uh, Beachley, rather, Gunter Beachley, uh, published an article, Fossil Footprints from Crete Deep and Controversy on Human Origins. That um, was uh, in Evolution News um, and on, sorry, on September 6, 2017. And another one was published, as I mentioned earlier, on October 23. 2017 on the website Evolution News. So there's quite a um, quite a few articles on that website Evolution uh, News. 
So this is um, very important to you know make people aware that the the evolutionary account is a just they're just so so stories. The biblical account, when we look at the biblical account, it makes a whole lot of sense. The time scales make a whole lot of sense in terms of human population data. You know, if really we've been evolving over millions of years, the Earth's population should be much, much larger of humans. Um, all, all these sort of data points to the biblical account. But the Bible also has, you know, prophecies where God said, look, I'm giving you evidence that... I am God, that I am outside space and time. I am going to give you and reveal the future in different places. And and this is done particularly in the book of Daniel and other prophecies in Isaiah, the prophecies related to Jesus coming as our Messiah and Saviour. Um, they're there. They're, there's, there's so many of them. Um, I have at home a um, an encyclopedia of biblical Prophecy published by uh, Princeton University Press. And um, there's hundreds of prophecies that were given in the Bible that were fulfilled, and uh, some of them are yet to be fulfilled, like the second coming of Jesus. And this is why it's so important that people become aware that um, the, the story, the scientific understanding of human origins research is a big mess. It's just a mess. The the data is so, you know, con- conflicting. There's no clear picture. And this is a very important point to understand. Um, it, it's the same when we look at the origin of life. You know, as I've talked about in articles uh, on programs before, my talks before, that scientists really don't have a clue on how first life started. The chemistry required is so impossible to arrive by chance. But what happens is that the academy itself, the the education departments themselves, have not really kept pace or haven't really understood the chemistry involved, and they've just bluntly you know, taught that it's possible. Whereas we now know from the complex of the biochemistry involved, it's absolutely impossible. So this is very important, and it's very important to make people aware. There are a lot of very good sites out there now that have this information, like evolutionnews.org. Um, there's creation.com. Uh, that's a very good uh, website as as well. Um, and if you go on to that website and do a search for In Six Days, uh, my book In Six Days, Why 50 Scientists Choose to Believe in Creation, comes up. Um, and there's 50 scientists there. You can look, uh, look up their names and go down and read why they choose to believe in creation. And then, of course, there's my book Evolution Impossible, um, that is available in many forms on online where I set out and link with links to the peer-reviewed uh, literature out uh, there. And, of course, remember, if you want to re-listen to these programs, just Google 3abnaustralia.org.au and uh, click on the Listen button. 
and you can listen to these programs on, um, you know, on the different um, podcasts that are available. You've been listening to Faith and Science. I'm Dr. John Ashton. Have a great day. been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.